Hello, welcome to 15 Minutes Sermon. I'm super excited to be here. All right, let's just pray a short prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for another privilege to study and learn from your word. We are blessed. We are edified. We are improved in knowledge. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. All right, we're starting a new series. Uh, and it's titled the book of hebrews we're going to attempt to uh you know give uh simple explanations about the entire book of hebrews so it's more like it is going to be a commentary on that book all right so let's start from where we always start from uh john chapter 3 verse 16 i'll be reading from john chapter 3 verse 16 Oh, powerful text of scripture. All right. So it says, I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible, John chapter 3, verse 16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This scripture always gets to me because in simple few, few words, the entire plan of God for all of mankind is captured there. You know, we see God's disposition towards mankind. God actually loves the world. He does. He loves the world. And he proved, he proved his love for the world by sending his son to die for the sins of mankind. So that anyone who believes in what he did would not perish, would not, would not uh, bear the consequences of sin, which is eternal death. But will receive eternal life, will receive everlasting life. So it's possible to be assured of eternal life. It's possible to know where you will go to when you leave your mortal body. When death, physical death comes, you are assured of where to go to if you place your trust in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, so let's go into the main uh, subject of this episode or this series, the book of Hebrews. This is the first episode. And so we're going to just... Uh, been looking at the entire book of Hebrews. Uh, I, I'm not sure how many episodes we'll do yet. I, I would love us to do five episodes, but if all we need to say can be contained in five, we may have to extend it. All right, so let's just start Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. All right, before I read Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, I'd like to say a few things about the book of Hebrews. First thing you need to know about the book of Hebrews is that the book of Hebrews was written to the Jews. All right. It was designed to, you know, to, 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 to teach them about Jesus Christ, to make them see Jesus Christ in the light of all the Jewish uh, things, the Jewish traditions, the Jewish stories, the Jewish beliefs that they knew already. All right. So, you know, when you're talking to an average Jew, uh, you, you need to talk to him from the from the from the perspective you understand and and that's the approach the writer of Hebrews took all right so you see a lot of uh, reference to the Old Testament to the Torah the Torah that the Jews were, were familiar with so you see a lot of references another writer that was very good at doing that was the writer of Matthew he quoted a lot of Old Testament texts you know to to prove that all the activities of Jesus and his earthly work were all one by one specifically you know fulfilling prophecies that were contained in the Torah 
All right, so and that's the approach the, the writer of Hebrews took. All right, he, 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 he began to pick out phenomenons, pick out uh, characters from the Old Testament, picked out types and figures, and then he compared them to Jesus and placed them side by side. And when you place them side by side, you, you come to a conclusion that Jesus is far better. Jesus outclasses every one man. Jesus outclasses every system. His ministry outclasses everything. All right, so that's the, that's the goal of the book of Hebrews. It's a book of comparison between the Christ, his ministry, and you know, the Old Testament and the Jewish traditions. All right, so let's start from Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. We're going to talk about Hebrews chapter 1 and chapter 2 today. So I, I just start from Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. He said, God who had sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. He said that in these last, last days, spoken unto us by his son, whom he had appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. All right? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, Few things that will make you know that this book was written to the Jews. He said, God who has sundry times spake in time past to the fathers. Who, which fathers was he talking about? He was talking about the Jewish fathers. You know, talking about, you know, starting from the, uh, from the Petrarchs, all right? Uh, the, the Petrarch Abraham down to, to Isaac, Jacob, David. All of the, 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 the great men of old that the Jews respect and revere. He said, God spoke to them by prophets. All right? Prophets. You see, prophets were revered in those days. You know, their, their, their opinion about issues were valued because they were seen as those who had access to the mind of God. And that's what the writer of Hebrews says. He said, God spoke in diverse manners. All right? He spoke, you know, in different forms to the fathers, to the patriarchs, to the forefathers of the Jews. All right? That's a clearer explanation when he said fathers. He's talking about their forefathers that God spoke to them by the prophets. All right, but that in these last days, he has chosen to speak in his son, and that's why he said, He said, At in these last days, spoken unto us by his son. That's his comparison. He said, He spoke to your fathers by the prophets, and you must understand that term, diverse manners, you know, refers to uh, uh let, let me bring out a Greek word for you right now. And so that it's 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 clearly explained, all right. So so the word diverse manners refers to you know in many manners, in many ways, in diverse methods or forms. So he said God spoke to the fathers by the prophets in diverse methods and forms, but that in these last days he has spoken unto us by his son, and he describes who his son is. He said first of all, yeah, God has appointed the son to be heir of all things he said by him also he made the words and then he said his son is the brightness of his glory hey and is the express image of his person he said this is son that is that he has chosen to speak 
true to us, all right, to reveal himself that this is son is actually his express image. This is son is his exact representation. So who do, would you listen to? Would you listen to a prophet who spoke to you in diverse forms, different methods, use some, some will use uh, physical things to describe what God is trying to say. There was a prophet, I think it was Elisha, that told uh, uh, one of the kings, he told him that he should strike the ground with, with a spear. And the number of times he will strike the ground will, prove, will, will be the number of times he will win a battle that was, that was a king who, who, who intended to come against him in battle. Those are diverse manners. But you see, the son speaks expressly. Because why? The son is the express and exact image, exact representation of his father. So his testimony about God is more valuable than the testimony of the prophets. That comparison. He's trying to tell the Jews. We know you believe in the prophets. You believe what they say. What they said about God. And truly God did speak through them. But see in these days. He's, he has spoken in his son. If there's any revelation of God you want to have right now. The highest and clearest revelation of God is in Jesus Christ. That's what he's trying to say. And he went further to say uh, in, verse, um, in verse 4, he said, This his son is being made so much better than the angels, as he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. He said, For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. So he, he has moved from comparing Jesus with the prophets, and now that Jesus is, is higher than the prophets because his testimony about God is clear because he is the exact representation of God. He has moved further that Jesus is better than angels. So because there is no place in the scriptures where it was where Jesus was referred to or where angels, sorry, I beg your pardon, where angels were referred to as the son of God. He said, but Jesus, he was referred to as the son of God. And he quoted uh, one of the Psalms, he quoted one of the prophetic, you know, messianic, messianic uh, prophecies about Jesus. And that's what he said. He said, so for unto which of the angels said he at any time, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee, and again I will be to him a father, and shall he be to me a son. He said, yeah, he, he never told an angel that. All right? And then verse 7, he began to say the things that were said about angels. He said, angels were referred to, you know, in verse 7, he said, And of the angels he said, who maketh his angels' spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. He said, but unto the Son, he said, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and, had, and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, had anointed thee with all of gladness above thy fellows. Awesome. He, he quoted a lot of scriptures. Then verse 13, he now said, But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand, until I make thy enemies thy foes to? So God never told the angels that. He only, that prophecy was for the son. And that's what the writer of Hebrews seeks to, you know, established. He said, see, Jesus is greater than the angels. The angels excel in strength, right? 
or they are ministering spirits. None, they were not given that authority. They were not given that privilege that Jesus was given. The very words that were spoken about Jesus, you know, prove his deity, prove his transcendency, prove that he is not, he's, he's first higher than the prophets and then greater than angels. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what we establish from chapter 1 of Hebrews is that first, Jesus is better than than the prophets. His testimony about God is clearer than the prophets. The prophets of old. And then Jesus is greater than the angels. In authority, greater than in, in stature, in spiritual authority, spiritual ranking, Jesus Christ outweighs, outweighs them. Then chapter 2. We, are running, we have run out of time already. But what can we say from chapter 2? It said in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1, it said, Therefore we ought to give the most heinous heed to the things which we have heard, least at any time we should let them sleep. It said, For if the word spoken by angels, so he's saying, see, there were things angels spoke, and those things they spoke were steadfast, so that if people disobey, disobey those instructions, they had, they received great punishment. And if you go to the book of Galatians, you know, we are taught that, you know, that uh, Moses received all that he received by the ministry of angels. That's a topic for another day. But you see, verse 3 now said, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which first began to be spoken by the Lord? So he had established in chapter 1 that Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ, is greater, all right, than angels, all right? And now he says that the words spoken by angels, if they were not obeyed, received great punishment. If the words of angels that were not obeyed received great punishment, how much more this gospel, this great salvation that was first or was at some point began to be spoken by the Lord Jesus so he's saying we have to give more, we have to give uh, more, more, more attention to it. We have to listen to it more and we have to give it great consideration. Glory to God. We're out of time already, uh, but we'll continue in the next episode in this journey into the book of Hebrews. I'm going to dig out and learn a lot from it. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Till then, remain blessed. Remain blessed. Thank you.